friends would say I live a little like two handlers. Fast cars and motorcycles, raising hill and cowboy boots. Hey, on Sunday morning, I'll take the back row seat. That's how I'll always be. Welcome back, everybody. This is Tailored Cowboy Podcast, Episode 7. I'm here with Alex Scheidt across the table and Ben Kasebeck back on the soundboard today. Um, if we sound a little bit louder, I don't really know what happened. Uh, there, we saw them, like the people that work here, just in here tinkering with the mics, and hopefully we do sound a little bit louder. And, uh, yeah, uh, hopefully everything's fixed on our end with the sound quality and stuff. Hopefully it didn't get worse. But uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter. It, it is TailoredCowboy. Our Instagram handle is tailored underscore cowboy. Our YouTube channel, we have it, but we haven't really like kept it going. That's also tailored cowboy. Um, so we had a very busy weekend. Very busy. Mm-hmm. We we were playing again. St- student athletes here at Point Park University in Pittsburgh. We're recording this episode out of their CMI, the Center for Media Innovation. Pretty nice studio, but. Uh, we had practice Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday we were at Heinz Field all day working. What were we doing, Alex? <sighs> we were working security. Somehow they make us 19, 20-year-olds yeah. uh, put our lives at risk for security. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so we were working security and just various different jobs inside of Heinz Field during the Pittsburgh Steelers-Philadelphia Eagles game. So... uh yeah, we had no time to record this Sunday night. Then we came here Monday night, and people were just recording all night. Tuesday night, it's open, so we're going to put this out Tuesday night, and hopefully you all listen to it on Wednesday morning or throughout your week. But this is going to be covering all of the new music from October 9th, which is the Friday four days ago now. Kind of yeah. crazy, and really late, but... You know, you got to do it. I love all the new music, and I love introducing Ben to this new music, too, because uh, we didn't we didn't give him any sneak peeks again, nothing. He's going to be listening to all these song clips, just like you guys, to begin the episode. Um, but with that said, how was your guys' weekend or week? Shitty. <laughs> Why was it shitty, Alex? Uh, I mean, you had baseball all day, Friday and Saturday. Which is fine, yeah. uh, but then then Sunday. Sunday just takes takes so much out of me. It's just so tiring, yeah. and then to get back and then just watch the Cowboys and you know, yeah. I mean our season was already over. But losing Dak, I mean, it just confirms everything. I mean, Pretty we can much. win the East yet. The NFC East is definitely winnable as the worst football a, di- division in the NFL. Uh, win the division and then get ousted right away. Yeah, so. but you guys will have home field advantage, you know. Anything yeah, well, can happen I mean, with that. Yeah. I mean, and the I don't really, Jerry Dome. I, I don't believe in home field advantage. You don't believe in home field advantage? Mm-hmm. I mean, if Dallas has fans and everybody else doesn't, that's got to yeah, be home field so advantage. Right? Ben? Yeah, that's home field advantage. But if you want to know how my week went, it was pretty slow. And then baseball picked it up. And then we got to work that wonderful Heinz Field game. I got to see two guys get in a fight and one got arrested. It was pretty interesting. <laughs> Ben got stuck on the gate. You had to just stay there all yeah, game. Yeah, I stood there. I checked the people in, bag check everything, and then when everybody was in the stadium, 
Well, guess what? I was waiting to see that invisible guy try and sneak through the gate. Yeah. And let me tell you, nobody came through. <laughs> yeah, Alex and I were just standing on the ramp able to watch the game somewhat. <laughs> but, yeah, that was uh, sort of our week. I had a lot of running at baseball practice because now I'm a pitcher only, but kind of sucks. Oh. Yeah, P.O. life. Um, to start a our country music news of the week, this is technically last week, came out Tuesday, all the new single releases and news. Again, we're, we're recording this on this Tuesday, but we're going to save the new single news for next week's podcast just because I feel like I don't want to break up the rhythm and stuff like that. So without further ado, um, they announced that Larry Fleet's Where I Found Where I Find God was the number one most added song to country radio last week. And this is the clip. So I think that song sounds really good, really smooth, very classical uh, voice. Because I'm saying like mid-2000s kind of sound. Oh, for sure. Um, Yeah, he was kind of discovered by Jake Owen. He's under their Good Company label. Um, Yeah, I listened to his EP that he put out last November before anyone really kind of, before he kind of blew up before this song. Yeah, for sure. Um, Definitely something to look forward to. That song sounds good. Um, I'm not sure if it's one of my, like, favorite songs about um like where you find god it's somewhat sort of becoming a trend on country radio Mm -hmm. um and almost surely jordan davis is gonna send uh church and a chevy to country radio i sort of i sort of like that song a little bit more than this one Mm. but uh definitely a nice debut radio single from larry fleet um and then the other song that had huge news last week was Some Girls by Jameson Rogers, who was our tailored Tuesday number four artist. It went gold. So here's that clip. So yeah, uh, a very good song. I like that song. It's written by Hardy, CJ Solaire, I think. Maybe one more. I can't think of it off the top of my head. But Alex, let us know what new music is coming out this weekend, new this e- Friday. Well, all I really know from the three are just EPs. So I mean, you put all the songs that are gonna get out that are gonna get put out on these EPs in like a collection. It'd be like twelve songs, I think I'd say. Probably. So you got Parker McCollum's uh, new EP, Hollywood Gold, which is coming out this Friday. That's three new songs. And you have Matt Stell's new EP. And is that four or five songs, new songs? I think it's three new songs. Four new songs. Four, four new songs. Because it's an eight song and he's already got yeah, three yeah. or four. And now. then Trace Adkins' new EP. I think that's three, too. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's uh, ten. Good uh, stuff. Ten songs, yeah. And, I mean, I don't... My goal, or what I want to do, I haven't written the Brothers Osborne album review yet. I want to do that because that was definitely a good album, and I just, you know, it was tough with everything that we were doing this weekend to really listen to it and take a deep dive and write about it. 
But I want to do a review about that. I want to do a review on this Parker McCollum EP. And I want to do a review on the Matt Stell EP. And we'll see what happens with the Trace Adkins. I might throw his new stuff into the singles this week like I did with Jordan Rager's. Um, and sort of speaking about new singles, new singles released to country radio or announced technically. I don't know if they've impacted yet. First, we have Kane Brown's Worship You. His Cool Again uh, single kind of died in the top five. Still a good hit, but, I mean, I, I wasn't really a fan of it and it sort of a little happy that it didn't hit number one. But here comes Worship You, which might be uh, even worse on radio, in my opinion. <laughs> here it is. Ben, that sort of sounds like some of the songs you liked last week. How'd you like that one? I mean, I'm not a big Kane Brown fan. I don't really, I'm not a big fan of his voice and his yeah. music because I think he should try and just do hop or hip hop, some type style like that. Yeah. Because he definitely dresses like it. But <laughs> that, that didn't do it for me because I don't know. It just seemed like he was trying to make it slow, but he doesn't have that type of tune going. Okay, so this is my argument. I think his voice is way overproduced in this single, mm -hmm. and I really think a natural Kane Brown voice is really good. I loved his first album, and I loved his EP um, with Used to Love You Sober. That yeah, was yeah. one of my favorite songs. I think it was like 2017, 2018. Yeah. His voice sounds amazing in Used to Love You Sober, and I wish he did that more often than and he, where he's leaning. He proves that he can he can play good country music. Uh, oh, for BFE sure. off that latest mixtape EP yeah. was really, really good. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah that... I think his older stuff is much better than some of the new, newer stuff that Kane Brown's putting out. But nonetheless, people like him, and it's going to do well on radio. It's a boyfriend country song, so oh, it's obviously sure. going to do well. For sure. I think a lot of his music's repetitive. It really is. Yeah. yeah. That's why I, I think uh, his first album really stood out, because it was much more personal, and you could tell in the lyrics and stuff. Um, what Nashville does to you, baby. Oh, yeah, that's what it does. Um, and then... The other new single that is announced, I don't know when it's impacting, but it will be Luke Bryan's Down to One. Here's that. So, Shite, weren't you a closet fan of this album? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'm kind of, of all the songs he could have picked for the next single, this I, is probably the least. I disagree like, with this one, like this yeah. announcement as well. It it will definitely do well on radio. Yeah. Definitely. It's Luke Bryan. And plus that one sort of is somewhat of a radio sound as well. Yeah. I, but, I think Little Less Broken. Yeah. So I, I was like, I was about yeah. to say, I haven't covered this one. This is another one that late, later in the year when I'm bored in like November, December, when all the country Christmas music's coming out, that's when I'm going to start catching up on some of the later albums, like from August and July that I missed. This is definitely going to be one of them because in the middle of this album, I feel like Too Drunk to Drive, Build Me a Daddy, and Little Less Broken all could have been great radio singles. And mm -hmm. they still can be because it's Luke Bryan. He always gets like six radio singles from every album. And it goes quick. It's yeah. Not like he's already he's already had three off of this one. Uh, Knockin' Boots, What She Wants Tonight, One Margarita. 
and now he's yeah. got down to one. So that's his fourth where did song. Where did What She Wants Tonight get to? I think it was 12. Off uh, the top okay. of my head, I think and it might I, have I been I think Knockin' Boots was probably top five. Probably. Yeah. yeah. And then obviously we know One Margarita is probably going to be the biggest country song of the year, I'd say. Quite could be. I mean, because Morgan Wallen, you know how like, Billboard does it every year. Morgan Wallen 2019 was Whiskey Glasses. I'd probably feel One Margarita would be. It makes a strong argument. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't think of one off the top of my head that, that, that has that been stayed up there that yeah. long. Uh, other than one know. of them girls right now. Yeah. This or would, says, they, would they? The, what's the other country um, chart? It's a uh, media base and Billboard. No, no. The uh, yeah, Billboard has the it's airplay. But yeah, airplay and other hot, Billboard one. Uh, hot country. Because Marin Morris is up there for a while with she the was. bones. She so was. I mean, that could be song of the year too Quite for Billboard. Be. Yeah. Uh, so that kind of wraps up our country music news that we found for the last week, not counting this Tuesday with all the new singles that were announced. But we want to jump into the new singles that were released on October 9th. Uh, oh, shoot. Yeah, yeah let's, let's <laughs> cut to the charts because, I mean, we know every song this week. We don't have to go from... Uh, early announcements from Chris Owen. He yeah, he only he only announces the positive movements. These we have every one. So at thirty, Morgan Wallen, Seven Summers. He sneaks in. Sneak peek. Uh, we'll be doing our top five Morgan Wallen songs, and he's also our biggest piece of news this week. So we'll get to that in a little bit. I mean, how is he not the biggest <laughs> news in country music this week? So twenty nine Brothers Osborne's All Night. 28 Dylan Scott's Nobody 27 Jordan Davis Almost Maybes 26 Tennille Arts Somebody Like That Good to See Her Crack Top 30 Florida Georgia Line Long Live At 25 Eric Church At 24 With Stick That In Your Country Song At number 23 Nika Moon Seems To Be Flatlining With Good Time 22 Rascal Flats How They Remember You 21 Dustin Lynch's Mama's House 20 Darius Rucker's Beers and Sunshine. I think that jumped up to three. Yeah. So, top 20 hit for Darius Rucker. 19 Chris Stapleton's Starting Over. 18 Kane Brown's Cool Again. So, there you go. It dropped all the way to 18 wow, this holy week. Crap. Yeah. <laughs> 17 Kelsey Ballerini's Hole in a Bottle. Uh, Chris Owen said that gained a lot of bullets, a lot of uh, spins. So, that one, he's p- predicting it will be a number one hit. Yeah. Uh, good for her because she didn't really get nominated for anything this year. So, mm-hmm. and she was notably kind of, you know, a little upset on it, uh, social media and stuff. Uh, sixteen, Kit Moore is still in the top thirty with, she's mine. I remember when that came out. Yeah, last in August. August of twenty nineteen. Yeah. It is. I mean, Kit Moore did this with what song was it? Two, three years ago, it was like a fifty-five week climb. Um, what is that Kit Moore song? I don't know. I'll think of it in a little bit. Not a bit. big Kit Moore fan. So. <laughs> I liked his album this w- this year. I didn't think That's it was another, strong, is but that it was another solid. one you didn't. No, oh, no I, you did, I did. Yeah. That was in like May ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, fifteen, Lady A's Champagne Night. I got it right that time, Lady A. Fourteen, Dan and Shay's I should probably go to bed. That thing skyrocketed. <laughs> oh, my God. Thirteen, Kenny Chesney's Happy Does. Twelve. Chris Lane's Big Big Plans, 11, John Party, Ain't Always the Cowboy, 10, a top 10 hit for Parker McCollum, Pretty Heart, 9, Hardy's One Beer, featuring Lauren Elena and Devin Dawson, 8, 
Blake Shelton's Happy Anywhere featuring Gwen Stefani. That shot up, too. I mean, yeah. Jesus. Seven, Morgan Wallen's More Than My Hometown. You think he might have gotten more spins with all the news that came out this week? Do you think Maybe. it probably I went feel positive like instead of negative? When people were like leading in, oh, God, we got to talk about this guy. Yeah. Here's his news. Here's his big hit right now, More Than My Hometown. We'll talk about him after the song. Yeah. And they some play of, it. some of that business type stuff, all yeah. publicity is good publicity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, number six, Russell Dickerson's Love You Like I Used To. Number five, another top five for Matt Stella. I don't know if it was five last week. Everywhere But On. I think so. So that's but, his second know. career top five. It wasn't already top five last week. Some Girls by Jameson Rogers is at four. I Called Mama by Tim McGraw is at three. Lee Bryce's One of Them Girls is at two. And Jason Aldean's Got What I Got is at one. Well, at least, I mean... Lee Bryce's song is already falling now. Yeah. It'll keep on. And Jason Aldean might have maybe another week at it. But at least the next three songs, and Tim McGraw, Jamison Rogers, and uh, Matt Stells, those are good songs. Mm-hmm. You're finally out of this little section where I didn't really like any of them. So, Oh, yeah. Um, I think I Called Mama was number one on the Billboard uh, airplay chart oh, this yeah, week. Oh, yeah, it was, yeah. And I queued up a music clip for I Called Mama's Tim McGraw by Tim McGraw. Here it is. It's nice to see one of my predictions actually go through. He released that earlier this summer in like Aprilish, Mayish, yeah. and I knew that one was going to go to number one. Also has my favorite word in country music, Texaco, in it. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get to Zydeco in a little bit with this Brothers Osborne uh, album, but Texaco, I don't know, it just rolls off the tongue so cool. I like it. Uh, that was I Called Mama by Tim McGraw, your number one song on Billboard Air- Airplay uh, charts. Jeez, I'm stumbling over my words. And now we're going to get into the new singles this week, uh, highlighted by Justin Moore, Travis Denning, and Randall King. After 25 new singles last week, we I only found a few this week. Again, I didn't really – I was up Friday night at, like, 2 in the morning. Not many songs were, like, coming across my phone and stuff. Uh, I know there was, like, 20-ish, but I covered nine. And uh, it was Travis Denning's uh, – Good Years, um, Randall King's uh, Take It As It Comes, and then Justin Moore's We Didn't Have Much. Those were like the three songs that were getting the most traction before the week. Yeah. Uh, that was Randall King's second official Nashville single under his lab- or under the Nashville label. Flying Under the Radar is Riser House Records' Jordan Rager. The songwriter just put out an EP called Habits and Hearts, where the title track truly stunned me. I won't cover the EP this week, um, so I'm deciding to throw his two newest tracks into this week's rankings. Unfortunately, I feel like there's more out of, like like I already said, there's more singles that we didn't really cover, and I nothing didn't was, include them. Nothing was eye-popping, though. No, nothing really jumped out at us. They're all, like... I mean, even these, after you get to... 
the we're doing the top ten today. So. Yeah, after you get to after you get to the top five here, the like six to nine, I don't even yeah. really like those songs. So yeah. it's really not a a big week. Yep. So here's the number one song of the week, in my opinion, by Jordan Rager, written by Rager, Matt Roy, and Michael Whitworth. Here is Habits and Hearts. It took one word, goodbye, to shatter me like glass. Just two fading taillights to fall apart so fast. Shouldn't be so easy to turn to pieces this thing inside my chest. It's so hard to put the whiskey down when that's what numbs the pain. I guess habits and hearts don't break the same. What'd you think of that, Alex? I liked it, and it's the first I really heard of. I'm I'm mad. I thought his name was Jordan Rager. Rager no, sounded I, better. I, I know it as Rager, but I don't know. I you know, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it could be Rager, but I believe it's Rager. <laughs> Again, we aren't like anything close to. Nashville, no inside news or anything like that. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I believe it's Rager. Yeah, Rager's name has been floating around the music industry for quite some time. Rager first appeared when he was on NBC's The Voice in 2012, but since then he has been a buzzy Nashville country songwriter with notable cuts like Right Girl, Wrong Time by John Langston and Damn Straight by Granger Smith. The idea for Habits and Hearts was born from being able to snap old routines from after a breakup. This one, I'm always a sucker for these breakup country songs, and this one seems very personal, personal, really connected to me. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I mean, something special was in that song. I like uh, when the the chorus that you played. It's kind of the slower version. Yeah. But then they both time uh, the next two times the chorus plays, they both get picked up a little more. Oh, and yeah. I like that. He has he has an electric guitar sound as well mm. to him. So yeah, these two songs they they're not like uh, you wouldn't put it on and be like that's traditional country music, but no. also I don't think you're going to piss off a lot of the traditionalists. That's how when I, I ranked it this on. week as like there's two non-traditional songs in the top yeah. two. So yeah, a uh, true tearjerker, as Rager has said. This stemmed from a real-life experience in Habits and Hearts intro. Rager lists some of the personal habits he may never be able to break, but in the second verse, Rager goes, Rager goes in depth on his everyday habits after a breakup he still can't break. In verse 2, he says, I still reach for you every morning in bed when I wake up. When I put the coffee on, I still grab, for, I still grab you a cup. I still say us, ours, and we. I'm trying to shake these old routines, but it all takes, but it takes all the strength in me. So, and then he cuts to the chorus. So, Habits and Hearts is the title track of Rager's second career EP. With many singles to his name, Rager has definitely shown growth in his latest project, and it gives him the number one spot in this week's rankings. Uh, definitely should be attracting some attention from his Nashville label. Hopefully, some new stuff new announcements maybe um, a radio single heading his way i just want to have to say something you just got the thing too yeah we have two more games to do for landmark really he got an email of comp- of oh of compliment i thought that's a complaint oh good that scared uh, me but i thought we only had to do two more yeah he said two at the beginning of the year but I'd, i'm gonna ask him about it because i don't feel like doing two more games no that's crazy 
Uh, yeah, but I the main reason I wanted to interject that because I thought it said com- I thought it said complaint and I was oh. like, oh my god, no, it was compliment. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Back I mean, Alex and I we got caught watching the game, but I mean, that, you, that's, that's you what put I was us scared of you put us you put us in the stadium with an NFL game. Alex for sure is watching it, and I'm gonna yeah. watch it as well. So I mean, I'm I'm sorry up there. for watching yeah. the game when nobody is at our spot. Yeah, I mean, so no one was really walking up and down that ramp. Yeah. <laughs> The number two song this week was Good Years by Travis Denning, written by Denning, Cole Taylor, and Tony Martin. Ben, play that clip. So you might be saying, Noah, you rip on these songs all the time, like going back in time sort of stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, well, this one's a little different. He, The final chorus line is rolling on them good years. Of course, he like highlighted everything that, you know, he sort of misses from his early life. But I love the double entendre in good years because it's, of course, his mm-hmm. truck tire. Well, when you said so. the song was coming out and it was called Good Years, I thought there was a, I thought the words were broken up, like it was Good Years, nah. and then you told me, I feel like it might be about the tires, and I was like, yeah, maybe, and then yeah, right this when is I like, saw like it Wednesday or Thursday before, when I, yeah, when I saw they were connected, I was like, oh, it is about the tires, yeah. but also, you know. Very, very cool writing on that one. Travis Denning is known to have some hits and then some duds. This one, I think, is in the middle. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be a radio hit. I think there's three or four from that EP. That was yeah, a very good EP. Yeah, surprised he really just went released with a new song. song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He had Abby from that new EP. He had uh, already a number one from it after a few. Uh, what was, oh yeah. What was, was the other one? one. Um, Sitting by a fire. I didn't really expect to be a number one on radio. I can't think of the other good I'm song. I'm going. On there. I'm going. You are. Yeah, because I'm thinking of what what my favorite song off of it was too. Uh, I liked, I liked. Oh, beer's better cold. That's the yeah. Fi- that was, song that was that a nice one. one. Yeah, a couple of radio songs were on that. I know. Where's that beer bin? Mm-hmm. Was announced as a radio single, and then I don't know if it gained any traction. Mm-hmm. That one was written by Red Akins and Denning. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Denning is inching his way up the list as a good good guitarist in Nashville, and he even has some great writing here on, here and there on some singles. Do I think Goodyear's lyrics are amazing? No, not really. But the things I love about the track is the double entendre in the song title and the sound of the song with the electric guitar and snare drum flowing through the track. Rolling on them Goodyear's is a nice twist on the traditional country song about how you grew up in your hometown as if you may have not caught on it. If you you may have not caught on yet, Goodyear's is a tire, uh, tire brand. Typically to round up a single, I like to describe what is going on in an artist's career what their upcoming plans are but with denning i do not know after six weeks 63 weeks denning topped the charts with for the first time with his number one hit after a few and he released an ep in may of 2020 about a month after the denning number one hit it was rumored that his next single would be where's that beer been but that song hasn't really caught radio so who knows what his next step is after he released this single here is our number three track of the week. I'm taking it as it comes, learning 
that was my number three favorite Texas country artist, Randall King's Taking It As It Comes, and he wrote that by himself. Hmm. So it comes in slightly behind Denning's newest, but still King's traditional sound is such a nice thing to hear in Nashville, even if his lyrics don't cut deep in this specific track. King includes a heavy dose of fiddle and steel while he explains how he moves on from any obstacles that may appear in his way. Randall King is one of the newest faces to have started in the Texas scene and now is receiving a chance on national radio in Nashville. Taking It As It Comes is King's second song under the Warner Music Nashville label, and we're expecting an announcement on either a new EP or an album from the George Strait sound alike very soon. King is on the short list to receive a Taylor Tuesday article, too, so heads up for that soon. Uh, yeah, I like this song. Uh, this is my second taste of Randall King after uh, Hey Cow- Cowgirl. Yeah, hey Cowgirl. I still would like to obviously listen to his first album that came out in 2018, I think. Yeah. But, yeah, I, one thing I think a lot of people say is that when a country artist gets picked up by Nashville, they change. Nashville changes them, and sometimes they allege that Nashville makes them change to a pop kind of sound. For sure. But you can see with a lot of them, Randall King, Parker McCollum with his EP coming out this Friday. We'll Co-Wetzel see how those other three. dropping 24 F-bombs in his first song. Yeah, no, no, no. That was, his first song was Sunday or Monday. No, his first song was Country or Western. No, that came because that came out in April, and then he signed with what? It was it? He's, he's with Sony. I thought that was his. No. So, okay, so, he so signed his, first, Sony in his first one something. was Sunday or Monday, and he still dropped an F-bomb mm. in the first two lines, <laughs> so it didn't change him either. Um, yeah, and then uh, Cody Johnson's a big example. Midland yeah. and John Party are both Nashville guys. Uh, well, Nash- Nashville artist for Midland, Nashville guy for Party. And they all are traditional country music, so yeah. I don't think it's Nashville at times making them change. I think it's just people thinking that if they want to get somewhere in their career, they have to change to pop. Yeah, if you're kind of just not treading water, you got to mm-hmm. change your sound. Yeah. I totally see that. Uh, our number four song of the week was probably the most news-driven song of the week by Justin Moore. I, I, w- I shouldn't really say our because I think Alex liked this song a little bit more than me. Mm-hmm. It's called We Didn't Have Much. Yeah, if I if I had to like make a list of all yeah. these songs, this would be really uh, really up there. Uh, okay, I'd probably say number one. Yeah, but it's because uh, it's two things. I love Justin Moore, uh, and also this song is another kind of reminiscing reminiscent song. You know, thinking back yeah. uh, to your old times. So it's an instant sucker for me of why yeah. I like it. So yeah, I mean, we both kind of went with our um, you know bread and butter favorite type mm-hmm. of country songs that are number ones. Uh, this one was uh, Justin Moore's newest single. Uh, kind of confusing that he didn't go with another album single. But either way, in we didn't uh, – go ahead. I do want to say, I remember a tweet from like early July. I don't know if it was by Whiskey Riff or I don't know if Justin Moore said it himself. But he had already said he has all of his songs for his next album ready. Oh, I bet. I mean, I, a lot of these guys through quarantine. Because of quarantine and stuff. But that's why I think he was already like, you know what? I do like the songs on my last album, but it's like, I have this song. Screw it. Let's just go. Yeah. And let's just get another album out there now. Sure. I mean, 
I mean, everybody's I mean, ex- not going to complain. Yeah, so. I'm expecting it probably maybe summer of next year. Of next year, so we'll mm-hmm. see. Yeah, we didn't have much. Was written by Randy Montana, Paul DiGiovanni, tough tongue twister there, and Jeremy Stover. Uh, more puts many small things from a childhood and jams them all into a blender and pushes out the power button, pushes the power button and out turns out a smoothie of a traditional country single that I can live with on radio every day. Nice touch of electric guitar in the bridge too. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I also like the little bitty house. I feel like that's an, uh, okay. I want to say this too. Grady Smith. If y'all haven't watched any of his videos, go watch like the most like quoted lyrics in country radio. Mm-hmm. Little has haunted me now. He's haunted the word little for me because it is used so much. I yeah. I assumed girl would be up there. It was number two. Number one was yeah, like it's the filler word or whatever. Yeah, that, sh- that probably shouldn't have been number one because yeah. that is a filler word. Yeah, and I say yeah all the time on this podcast. Dude. Yeah. It's just a filler word. Um, but yeah, little was like number four, and now it's haunted me. Like every song that has a little in it, I'm like – I mean, that is used a lot. When you refer to your hometown, it's little. Yeah. Uh, When you refer to your house, it's usually little. little. You refer, well, I was about to say truck. No, no, no. Trucks can't be little. No. Little Honda. Little red Honda. (laughs) Yeah. Little red Corvette. That too. Uh, It has been announced that Moore's next radio single will be We Didn't Have Much. In the first few notes of the song, it truly sounds like a Tim McGraw single with a steady kick drum, steel flowing in and out, and a touch of electric guitar. This single should stand out on country radio as one of the best singles instrumentally. This single impacts country radio on October 19th. All right, Ben, show off your skills. We got some quick fire singles in a row here. Number five came in this week also from Jordan Rager's newest EP, written by Benji Davis and Rob Crosby. Here's Call You Home. You skipped a song, my guy. Wait, which one? No, I didn't. Settle Me Down. Did I? Yes. Oh, oh yes, yeah. sir. I didn't cover. Yeah, so okay. Uh, I didn't cover this in the write-up, and again, I'm reading it off of my write-up. "Settle Me Down" I missed, and it's by Josh Abbott Band, which is a huge Texas band, and I wanted to give them sort of the highlight before we jump into this because it is a very nice sounding single. Uh, Josh Abbott Band's "Settle Me Down." Here we go. I'll get to you in a second, in second t- uh, Texas boy, but Ben, that you are a sucker for those songs. How would you like that one? I love that one. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why it's so low. I'll tell you that. That's that's up within the four to three range, I believe. Because I'll give you credit for your top two, but that one has a good melody, good flow to it, and the lyrics seem to flow with it. For sure. All right, how would you feel about it, Alex? Uh, a little tad disappointed. Uh, yeah, I mean, it didn't have that pop. I them. saw on their Instagram when they announced it, and then through like they kept on hyping it up before it came out, and I remember. How did I miss it then? I don't know how I missed this. Yeah, I I missed no. I'm I referred. I'm I looked at their Instagram okay. after I heard the song. Oh, oh, oh. But the the reason I was so disappointed was because every single Instagram post leading up to it, Josh, Josh kept on saying that his wife kept on saying to him that this is one of the best songs you've ever written, and I was like. 
all right, come of course on. Like, it's coming from her, though. I know, but I was like, all right, yeah. bring it to me. I heard yeah. it, and I was like, it's good, you know. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's not, you know, nowhere near my top five Josh Abbott band songs. And, you know, it's not yeah. going to fly up there. But yeah. yeah, I love the sound of this one. Definitely a Texas radio single. Probably number one, instant number one. Yeah. And, and, and well, didn't they? Because Texas charts act very quick, too. The one song, didn't they have that one song charting in Nashville? I mean, sorry, not Nashville, uh, in Texas. Texas. I, Let me see, where is it here? I'm, I, don't, I don't stalk those Texas charts, but I do know those singles, those singles from the top guys in Texas move very quickly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like 10 which weeks is, or which so. Which is good. I like that. Like, I do, too. I wish it was more like that in Nashville. I think uh, it was uh, The Luckiest with Katie Offerman. Oh, yeah. I, that think that, I think that one was up there. So Yeah. Yeah, that was another one sort of like... Uh, like a boyfriend country song, right? Hmm. Yeah, Am I remembering yeah. that correctly? Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, great sound. I mean, if you're a fan of that traditional stuff and you, you're like me and didn't figure figure out about some of these guys down in Texas until this summer, definitely go check out some of the guys in Texas. Go look up on Google, Texas country music, uh, airplay chart or media based chart, and listen. Give them the, give those songs a uh, couple of those songs a chance. And who knows, maybe you like one of those guys like I do. So now, without further ado, we'll get to some speedy coverage and test Ben's skills on his second day on the job. Here's number five, Call You Home, and I already listened to the writers. Here it is. Alex, I know you're probably a fan of that one, right? Yeah, it's a fine song. You like it's, the hometown song? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't one of the better ones I've I've heard, but yeah, yeah I mean, off the four song EP, I'd say three of the songs were pretty pretty strong. The only one I didn't like was uh, the one he put out. I think what midway through September, the first one you res- uh, not responded, the first one you reacted to. I want to go see it now. Can't remember off the top of my head. I'm not. It is uh, the okay second one. Want me to want you? Yeah, that one. Yeah, I, I, I listened to that. Didn't really like it that much. And then I remember I saw he had another song out that he put out in May. It was Somebody's Summer, and that's probably still my number one song from this EP. Really? Even though it's probably like the poppiest kind of tr- production. Yeah, on I didn't the EP, expect that but from you. Yeah, I like it. Okay, so yeah, that one especially. It, I mean, I liked it. Call You Home is sort of like a good message about how he might seem to forget to call, but like if he's ever talking to somebody, he's always going to call that place home, you know? Mm-hmm. So definitely I I do that all the time too. I basically call my family once a week. Yeah. So I, I call them once a day. <laughs> dad at, dad very at noon, different. mom at 8 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, so number six this week on my list, this is called Have a Good Time by the New Nashville artist George Singleton. So, yeah, that one's very rowdy. Written by Cody Cannon, Cody Tate, and Dave Pahanish. Did you mess up his last name? I think it's Shingleton. Yeah, I, I said Shingleton. Maybe oh, it didn't I think sound you said right. Singleton, but no. Shingleton, Shingleton sounds cool. Like shingle as in the top of the roof. Yeah, that thing. sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, George Shingleton, very new 
country radio or country artist in Nashville. I don't know if he'll make it on radio, but he is signed to a label. Yeah, songs. Uh, what am I trying? It's to rowdy. It, it's a. Uh, it's uh, it sounds old. Yeah. yeah, I think you'd hear that. I don't think anyone would think that song just came out a couple of days ago. Yeah, very like sound, sort of like a honky tonk barish mm-hmm. sounding yeah. song. Number seven this week by a notable writer, actually two notable writers on this uh, credit. Cassie Ashton's Black Motorcycle, also written by Luke Laird. Here it is. Black Motorcycle, she repeats it like four times in the chorus too, and that's basically the chorus. But I do like the concept of the song, and that's all I have to say yeah, really. Yeah, I, I don't really like it I at didn't all. Really I've, I've seen her before because I think one of her songs all of a sudden like rose up the, the charts on iTunes. Yeah, she she's uh, known for one song and also just a normal writer uh, in Nashville. Yeah. So both of them appear many times, get many cuts. Uh this one's okay. Number 8 this week by Canadian country artist. This is Levi Hart's Like a Good Country Song. Okay, so that one, it sounds good, and I only got turned off by the last two lines in that chorus where it's like, you turn me on like a good country song. Yeah, again, I don't like yeah. I don't like those kind of songs. I don't know. It, I just, I was vibing to it until I cringed at the end of the chorus, and I was like, eh, it's good enough to at least get noted, but I'm not really going to write up on it. So, and to close it out, a name that, you know, it's kind of getting some buzz this year. He's got a couple of songs out. This is Rain Johnson's Real Dang Good. So I don't like I don't like any of the songs that he has put out. You don't like Rain Johnson? No. All right. Even the though one- this song screams middle two thousands. Yeah, it does. Like it's <laughs> Uh, he has one song called Last Name where he's like just begging the girl to allow him to change her last name. But my favorite song from Rain Johnson that I actually really like, it was out in like January of this year. It's called Front Seat. Hmm. Uh, go check that one out. I also, does any have a man bun? Yes, just, he does. I just don't like Very that long look. Hair. Sorry. Okay, Mr. <laughs> long hair. But yeah, now we can jump into the Brothers Osborne album. Uh I, again, didn't do a write-up on this. I wish I did, and I will. Uh, it's a very good album. Off the top of my head, I have some notable songs that we will highlight here. Alex, do you have any thoughts on the album? Uh, it flew by, uh, it felt like, for some reason. Uh, I really thought, uh, what I listened to it Sunday night because I thought we were going to do this on Monday, yesterday. Yeah. And I was like, I need to get through this even though I got a pounding headache. And all of a sudden, I was like on song nine. I was like, Jesus. I was like, this thing's flying by. Even though it is 39 minutes, it's mm-hmm. not really short. But yeah, I think this song does not have a single 
point where I'm like, oh, God, this song. But I also don't think there's a lot of songs on the album that are like, oh, yes, this song. Yeah. It's it's really... Like I said, it's solid album. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. It's nothing that'll offend you, and it's nothing that'll also, I think, fully catch your eye. Except one song. I really, really like one song. I I really, really like two songs. Uh, yeah, this if I were to like give it a score off the top of my head... It's gonna land somewhere in the range of seven point seven to eight point three ish. I'll you're gonna go a little higher. I'd say like seven. Like seven's like seven. a to me if I was grading a thing, I'd yeah. like seven's a solid and like boom, it's right there. Yeah, I normally give the better songs a little bit more weight than the worst songs on it. Mm. I definitely don't like a couple of the songs on this, but there are two really good songs that I think both can hit radio that aren't on radio right now. Then they have a radio song that's doing pretty well. And a couple of album cuts are really cool, too. So without further ado, this is their song called All Night, which is in uh, the top 20 right now. What was it? Yeah. Uh, no. I forget what it was. Just outside, maybe, just I think. Just outside. But I'm surprised it keeps on getting up there. I wasn't, like, a big fan of that song being, like, a lead kind of single. This is 29, by the 29. way. 29. So, I mean, it's still slowly inching its way. So. Yeah. I have faith, and it'll, it'll be a top 20. This is All Night. You know, it doesn't take a genius to write that song, but yeah, no, that's it, why I'm it's surprised. a rocker. It's a rocker. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I mean, like we've said before, John Osborne is one of the best guitar players in Nashville. I think it's the you shine got, on you a got, song you here. Gotta, you got to show him off a little bit, yeah. right? Well, and he TJ, shines twice. He does. He had, he had that entire the, instrumental track, the eighth track, Muskrat. Yeah, yeah Muskrat Did Green. you notice we, we touched on the Muscadine Bloodline uh, flow? Yeah. Yeah, and Muscat Green, it flows right into the next song. What I is felt that? it. It kept on going uh, <coughs> went in right into Dead Man's Curve. Oh, yeah. It kept on going, and I was, it was like Sounds reaching so two. so good. It was reaching two seconds left, and I'm thinking, I don't think it's just going to end, right? And it just led right in. I was yeah, like, oh, that sounds amazing. great. <laughs> amazing. I love it. I love it. <clears throat> so... Alex, was this your number one song off of the album that's coming up next? This is Make It a Good One. Yeah, that's the best one. Yeah. This is Alex's favorite song off the album. A lot of good one-liners in that yeah. one. This song is like a another one that hits. Uh, that's a a great one that hits you. That hits me in the special spot. Yeah. It just always any song that. This isn't more about reminiscent about life. This is more about just thinking about life in general and just saying that we're not he- obviously here for a long time. So you got to make it the best of your abilities, and that's why that's why I really like it. I got you. Uh, that song. I'm pulling it up right now in my notes. We got. Make It a Good One was written by John, TJ, and Stephen Wilson Jr. Hmm. Stephen yeah, that, Wilson Jr. That screams the next single, I'd hope. You think so? I would think, yes. I, I've got one that you I got, think I, screams next <laughs> single as well. Or technically both of my two favorites, and then I have an album cut that I included as well. Uh, but yeah, 
I mean, different tastes, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, my, this is my second favorite song off the album. This is called Back on the Bottle. I really like that one. Yeah. That's that's about like how he causes a split between him and his girl and then uh he's basically calling up all his friends to go out on a night, but he also states in the song that you know if he ever needs to turn it back on with her, he knows he can. Yeah. He's sort of like in the dominance of that relationship. I don't know, it's just a new type of way to write a song. Yeah, uh, I, and it also the, is that drinking breakup yeah, song. Yeah. If well. I had to give the rankings out for the song, I mean I'm going to say, like, the worst two are Muskrat Green and Dead Man's Curve. Well, Muskrat Green is, of course, the is, instrumental. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Uh, but I, I was surprised you said Back on the Bottle, because I'd probably have that the least. Really? Uh, me, that like or that Lighten one. Up. That Those two at the end. Okay, see, my least, if we're going to announce the least favorite <laughs> song on it, I wouldn't even put the instrumental there. Hating Somebody wasn't really one. I wasn't really Oh, oh yeah. Hating forgot somebody. about that. Yeah, because that, that was the second release yeah. off the album. Yeah. I was like. But I do think that's sort of a strategy. You announce your best, and then you announce your worst. If they like your worst and they like your best, you know that album's going to be somewhat good. I'm surprised there isn't a lot of songs that are longer, though, because that's what Brothers Osborne usually do. Oh, for sure. Uh, I mean, Hating Somebody is the song on the album that goes long, almost five minutes. And like I think like the last minute 40 is just instrumental. So I'm just surprised they didn't do more of that. I, like you said, it felt like it flew by because it's Brothers Osborne and you you're listening for like a 50 minute, an hour long yeah. album. Yeah, I mean, I'm, now I'm gonna look at it. What their other albums are. Back on the bottle was penned by John T.J. and Hayes Carl. Uh, here yeah, is that name. I think Hayes he just Carl? yeah he put out like a a quarantine kind of oh I have no e- idea. like a quarantine new to me. live album. It's new to you. Yeah, Hayes I've Carl heard it before. Yeah, uh, Back on the Bottle again. Back on the Bottle is my second favorite song from this album. Here is Alex's number two favorite song off of it called Skeletons. Yeah, that was the third release, and that song was fantastic, I think. Yeah, it's a rocker. Uh, the, the great beginning with the, I don't even know what to call it, the way the song begins. Do you? I'm stumped. I forget the beginning. Of you the, want Sexy to play it? I mean, if he want, if he, if he feels like he has the skill to play the beginning of the song after he's already cheated up the last one. I don't know how to describe it, like, it. This one? I mean, the way his voice is going. I love TJ for that. He is uh, known to like, kind of just. But yeah, the the opening sounds like ominous almost. Yeah. And then it hits into the music, and it's just it's a it's a really good rocking song. If you look at TJ, he's not one that you think would go have a deep voice, but mm-hmm. he can power you and surprise you at some yeah, no, point on this album. Really, really good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Skeletons is written by Josh TJ and Andrew De Roberts. And. This song that I I want to give it some light. This is my favorite album cut of the song. It's the album ender as well. This is called Old Man's Boots. They might not look like much 
as a writer, I I love songs like that that are a little bit slower but a lot personal. Yeah. You know? This one is uh, written. It, the credit only goes to John Osborne, so he wrote it by himself, and it's certainly about his dad's shoes and basically just saying like uh, he didn't get a whole lot of money from his job, uh, had to put up with all, their whole family, even though he may not have liked it at some points just driving him crazy like normal kids do but you know sometimes you'd pay to walk a mile in your old man's boots yeah yeah that was a a nice album closer yeah i did look at their other albums all their other albums are 39 38 minutes really it's just i guess for some reason the songs that connect with me the most from them are the ones that lean into going long because i mean the song why am I always forgetting the names? One of Any my of favorites. Time, one of my favorite radio singles that has an instrumental in it is uh, "Don't Remember Me Before You." That one. Yeah, yeah, pretty, and then pretty good. I good think one the one that stands I'm, out to oh, me. The one I'm thinking about is "Stay a Little Longer." Yeah, that song's a short, like compound three and a half minutes. Yeah, and the next two minutes is just instrumental for the next. True, you're staying a little bit longer in that song. <laughs> uh, yeah, the. Best album cut, in my opinion. I'm a songwriter at heart. Old Man's Boots was definitely it, but this is my favorite song off the album. This is called I'm Not For Everyone. It was a pre-release. You've already heard it on this podcast, but my number one song, here it is. I'm like Scott, I'm a gold band. I'm like peace, I'm towns, and I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad Again, I'm sort of contradicting myself in this podcast episode with the writing styles and stuff. It it ends the chorus with, I'm not for some, or I'm good for some, but I'm not for everyone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that might seem plain, but I, I, the line that really sticks out to me is, I'm a legend in my own mind, because you know everybody can sort of get in that spot. Or like me as an, I'm an athlete, I'm on the pitching mound, nobody's hitting off me type thing. Yeah. A legend in my own mind type thing you know some people carry themselves like that and yeah. it's very cool to see the songwriting kind of you know get personal like that <laughs> so uh i love the accordion on that song i think it would be a amazing song on radio to yeah. put there i did yeah i did kind of forget about that one <laughs> yeah I, we're both kind of doing this sort of on the fly again i didn't do a write-up to read off of and again we've listened to it probably four or five times not as many times as i would like to do or announce my favorites and do a deep dive on it Mm -hmm. but yeah definitely one of my favorites and we're getting time crunched on the night but we are yeah we are but we want to close it yeah it closes at 10 we're recording this at 10.01 right now uh so we're gonna speed through what our top news uh you know top country music news of the week was <laughs> Morgan Wallen last week again not this Saturday but I last Saturday it was Alabama's game against who was it Alabama played <laughs> I forget oh Missouri Missouri yeah, at yeah. home at Alabama and Morgan Wallen attended the game with Justin Thomas a PGA golfer mm-hmm. and he you know he didn't go with him afterwards <laughs> <laughs> and you know after after the game he was seen you know during these COVID times, you certainly have to have a mask. I have my new Yee Yee apparel mask on right now in the recording studio. But Morgan Wallen didn't have a mask on. 
He was instead kissing many college girls out think, at bars in I Tuscaloosa. I, said, I think I said last week on the podcast, did you see those TikToks of him? Yeah. And I think you said no. At yeah, the time, I, I didn't see them at like the time. eight to ten. No. <laughs> and then there, there's many TikToks of, like, the guys that are, like, the boyfriend of the girlfriend yeah, that's allegedly. kissing Morgan Wallen, there, allegedly. There was two. It, either way, it's funny, and he's like, yeah, probably. Yeah, and then, obviously, what happened next yeah me or you so you you can uh, go uh, what happened next was uh he posted a video on twitter about a two and a half minute video about him apologizing because snl canceled him uh they said that they wouldn't let him play on the show sort even of though covid concerns even though he hadn't tested positive yeah. but again the virus takes some time and it's not going to strike you right away so i understand why yeah. he couldn't but i mean it's all you know, you know, it's all kind of his fault, you know. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, he does good at taking ownership of his actions. Yeah. He, he sort of did that. Yeah, he's had some incidents. He did that. He got arrested in July-ish mm-hmm. um, at Kid Rock's bar. The only thing I'll say is I saw another TikTok then coming out afterwards defending Morgan Wallen. And, I mean, not defending. It was more or less just broaching the subject. And I saw the f- top two comments on the TikTok were like from these girls or something and the one post was i don't understand why morgan is getting this much hate imagine what motley Crue did back in the 80s and now you're right motley Crue did you know freaking like you know some drugs that i ain't even heard about that's my type of music right there <laughs> motley Crue baby they did some drugs that i've never even heard about probably morgan wallen was just out having a nice time drinking beer and kissing on some girls he's single i mean i'm not gonna advocate it because he has a a baby back home but he is single but the main reason why people are mad and the main reason why he got canceled off snl is because there's a global pandemic going on oh yeah you can't just go outside and just you know forget it yeah and you can see in some of these videos morgan is clearly hammered and there's just playing the guitar in the bar because i mean nowadays we live in a world we live in the world now that we are kind of adapting to the virus we can have like what i think like 10 in a room yeah like I mean, in pennsylvania at least not in our university we can't have m- multiple people in our yeah. rooms but so i understand if he's there with a couple girls but i mean there <laughs> there was a shit ton of girls yeah. in there so <laughs> i mean and they're all you know at a at an angle where they're just all facing each other yeah. especially kissing then it's like you you can go to a party nowadays. You got a mask. You're fine. You can talk to other Everybody's people. Everybody's got a phone. Especially kissing. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. I'm just gonna say this. SNL canceled the Morgan Wallen uh, actor. Sort of. He was gonna play more than my hometown. I think. But they made some headlines with whatever happened. I don't even know. I didn't watch any videos, but I know. Oh, Bill Burr. Yeah, the there was nothing wrong with what he said. I mean, yeah. you guys. I yeah, either way, they made it. news. They didn't suffer from not having Morgan. Well, Wallen I saw on because it. who they got to fill in for Morgan, Who'd and they it was get? Jack White. I mean, people were like going crazy. Like, you had Jack White available, and instead you picked Morgan Wallen, and then people were all like, "Who the hell is this guy? I'm so <laughs> glad he's off. We get to hear Jack White now." So. It seemed like SNL viewers didn't really care that Morgan got canceled off of it. Yeah. Uh, Morgan Wallen, lastly, he stated in the video that he's going to take some he's going to take some time away from the limelight, and that's sort of why we want to just kind of reminisce in some of our favorite Morgan Wallen songs. Although I do not believe he's going to take some time out of the limelight. The CMAs are coming out in November, and he's performing in the CMAs. So. 
Uh, he's he probably going to read. I don't know. No, he might. no way. He might cancel. No, I, don't know. I don't think so because unless he cancels, that's a different story. They're not going to yeah, cancel. No, him they're because not going to cancel. Co- they can't use COVID concerns because it's a month later. Yeah. Unless he actually does get COVID. And <laughs> <laughs> he's a slam dunk to win the new artist. So he's going to have to be in attendance, I would think. Oh, uh, no. I mean, sometimes you don't have to. I'd think you would want to be in attendance because it's going to be his first CMA. But if he doesn't, whiskey lie, glass I didn't. Don't know. Whiskey glasses surprisingly didn't win a CMA, so that's going to be yeah. his first CMA. Uh, so yeah, this is Alex's number five. Not good at not. Wait, what? That's not mine. No, oh shoot, he it's, had me. Man. All right, yeah, Alex's had me by halftime. <laughs> number five. Thinking, wait. <laughs> getting a little sloppy getting ahead of myself that's my number five but alex had me by half time yeah the song's uh my only album cut on the top five here for me uh and it's just a really nice song i mean it brings in the football aspect which i really like it is cool uh talking about being back in did he go to tennessee university uh morgan wallen or did he just really really like tennessee i know he likes the volunteers i didn't i don't think he went to tennessee right, but i don't yeah. think he went to college actually mm-hmm. but he likes the volunteers and that's what the song's about he's at rocky he's in he's at rocky top watching the tennessee game yeah and having the 16 home team jersey shout out to peyton May. yeah <laughs> kind of a way because you know if you buy a 16 jersey from tennessee Everybody knows Manning Peyton. isn't on the back of it no. because college. Yeah. So, but yeah, I really, really like this song. Yeah. I feel like I say that on every one that I, I really, end really on. like this song. Yeah. yeah. I, I say that on everything. Yeah. Hat me by halftime. I'm going to say this. It's called Cornhole, not Bags. Morgan had it right. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> my number five here's Not Good at Not. I had to get his little falsetto or drawl kind of longing voice. Cause I, I love that part of Morgan, too, how he has many different types of uh, tones he can hit with his voice. But Not Good at Not is my only album cut in the top five. And I feel like it pins me right on the head when he says, Girl, I try to be, but I'm not that tough. I'm not good at not falling in love. Because I feel like when I start talking to a girl, most of my interest goes right to her. And there's some sort of science to this as well where boys fall in love much quicker than girls do. So maybe me and Morgan are alike when that comes into play. I can believe that scientific study, yeah. For sure. So No. What? The Dodgers are coming back. It's 8-6 now. All right. So both of us actually combined to rank the song at our number four spot. Here is, what do you got? we got to have Sexy's grade, which song oh, is better. Oh, yeah, true. Ben. We're going to keep on doing that. What song did you like at number five better? Both album cuts. I mean, I like them both, but I'm going to go with Not Good at Not. Okay. That's okay. what I thought. I thought. One out. This one's going to be a tie. Yeah, this is. Yeah, more than my hometown. Here it is. Oh. 
His current radio top ten. I single. can't think of a better like like single to lead into the next album. Yeah. After you've gotten so much acclaim. Well, not that that first album was like the greatest album of all time. No, but I after didn't that, think it was either. But after that honest. album got pushed so hard all of a sudden yeah. that he's thrusted into superstardom in country music. Yep, he put out this bar and that's then a, this one took over a, this bar. Yeah, that's a fantastic lead single to your second album. Yeah. I mean just yeah. Yeah, more than my hometown for me. This heartbreaker was written by Wallen Hardy and Ernest and Ryan Vojtisak. Very tough name to pronounce. It might be Vojtisak and the J's silent. But either way, the song takes a trip into Sneedville, Tennessee, where Wallen is from, and highlights his small town legendary relationship. I absolutely love the lines that open the song with Girl, our mamas are best friends, and so are we. The whole town's rooting for us like the hometown or like the home team. And it may be uh, my favorite opening line in a single of 2020. In this song, he his girl is seeking out the bright lights and Morgan can't part with his hometown. So an inad- inevitable breakup is, in, is assumed as Morgan confesses that his love for her is very strong, but not strong enough for him to leave home. So he suggests that they just enjoy their last night together. More than my hometown was featured on his fir- on my first ever article I wrote on the Taylor Cow- Cowboy blog, and I ranked it second behind the sure to be smash single "Cold Beer Calling My Name" by Jameson Rogers. Yep, number three again. Sexy, what song did you like better, <laughs> "More Than My Hometown" or "More I Than mean, My Hometown"? I mean, so many selections, but I'd have to go with "More Than My Hometown." <laughs> <laughs> All right, number three for Alex. This is "Whiskey Glasses." Cliffhanger. <laughs> I still remember this song was released on his, well, not his first EP, but his second EP. The five songs on that EP, I think three of them are on the album now. Uh, and yeah, I, I like this song from the beginning. This song, a uh, slow, slow burn uh, to get to country radio and to For blow sure. up like it did. I mean, it came out in 2016 again, I want to think, mm-hmm. off the EP. And yeah, I mean, it's just a great song. Yeah, I, you got I, more because it's a little higher. Yeah, for it's you, a little so. higher. I predicted that would be a huge radio hit. Anyways, my number three. This is chasing you. You always used to talk about LA. I heard you got as far as Santa Fe. The way you know I tried to track you down. I only got as far as Guitar Town. Singing about a girl I used to know, used to know, used to know. Cliffhanger. (laughs) But no, Chasing You, for me, number three, I love Chasing You because it was written by Wallen, Wiseman, and Jamie Moore. The single is filled with many one-liners that are so catchy and fun to sing and hear Morgan's wail on them. Chasing You sounds amazing from Morgan's soothing falsetto, but my favorite lines in the verse, or come from the verse where he just... uh, where it highlights Morgan's drawl on Guitar Town. Chasing you can sort of be haunting if you're currently sleeping with the one you truly, uh, if you're currently not sleeping one with the one, oh my God. <laughs> it can be haunting if you're currently not sleeping with the one you truly want. Killer lines you'll hear in the chorus later. Sexy. You were lighting up there. Yeah. 
I mean, you guys picked some hard. Like those are number two three. The, number three. I mean, I love both those songs. I mean, Whiskey Glasses got me in some trouble last year. I'll tell you that much. Um, with chasing you. Dun dun dun, chasing you. I love that chasing song. You. Well, at least Takes I'm it. gonna have number one then. Oh, he just leaked his number one. Alrighty. Uh, this is the big one now. This is the big. I gotta tie it yeah. up here. I gotta. Well, I just get on the board here. Yeah. Well, technically you're on the board later. You just said so. Number two for Alex. This is the way I talk. had to have this song up high because uh this is the first song i ever heard from morgan wallen it was his debut single too. yeah uh-huh. i i heard it on the radio and then i got it uh, on my phone and i think i want to say i heard it on the radio first in like march of 2017 because i remember listening to this song on the drive back from a baseball game and my dad asking me who's this singing and i really at the time didn't know his name yet <laughs> i was just like ah oh, this guy just found i guess he had a nice uh, this song was on radio and i kind of liked it so it's funny how over three years you know you can change so much um but yeah this song uh the first i heard and it's a great intro oh god jesus my voice (laughs) holy crap (laughs) it's Uh, a great introduction uh to to morgan wallen yeah truly is one of those like sort of first radio singles for some Mm -hmm. country artists yeah just kind of like Explaining it, it their says how where they're growing he's from, up kinda, and stuff like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Morgan Wallen again. I knew him from The Voice, and I knew that this was type of his first song. I overplayed this song when it first came out way too much, and then it finally hit radio and did well. And it was like his only song for the longest time. Yeah. I remember repeating that music video forever, <laughs> and I just think of him sitting on his roof playing the guitar. That's like my favorite moment from that song. And I wanted to recreate that photo when I had the mullet this summer, sit on my roof and just like pose for a picture, but I couldn't get on my roof. The ladder wasn't tall enough, so I, I just still, did it on my pool deck. <laughs> I still remember when that picture came. I mean, when that music video came out, because all the comments in it were like. Did the music industry really make him cut his hair? Because yeah. he has like really he had, short he hair. He had there. really long locks, blonde locks. And in that video, he has really, really short hair. And I was thinking, did he have long hair? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. They one hundred percent make you cut your hair yeah. when wow. you first get signed, unless it's like a staple for you. They make you cut your hair because Parker McCollum had his hair cut. Uh, there's a couple more off the top of my head that cut their hair right when they got signed. I don't know if it's they want their hair cut before they kinda get like their... Kind of a clean kind of yeah, look, yeah. Before they get their like professional pictures taken and stuff under the label. But, yeah, definitely something that's rumored around that they have to get their hair cut under that label. My number two is called Up Down. It's done. Neck is from the sun going Parking lot into a party with a nice chest down. 
I want to mention before I get into this song, uh, the way I talk, I like that song, but it, I overplayed it so much, which caused me not to even put it in my top ten. That's why this song isn't in my top yeah. ten. Yeah, you <laughs> it overplayed just it. Overplayed it, and yeah. it's like it's good. Yeah, yeah. but. Up Down is such a greatly written song, in my opinion. It's such a personal story for me, too, in a weird way. It's penned by Hardy, C.J. Solaire, and Brad Clausen. Up Down is flooded with great wordplay. But for me, the first time I listened to the song was when I was on my way to a hockey tournament in 2017. It was a long six-hour car ride from the bottom of the UP, or from the bottom of the LP, the Lower Peninsula of Michigan, to the top of the UP, Sault Ste. Marie in Michigan. Yeah, six hours, and we were listening to Sirius XM, The Highway, and I was in the car with my mom. The first time we heard this song, we both thought it was a very catchy tune, and we were waving our hands up and down to the chorus. Plus, it had the Florida Georgia Line power. But, you know, the second time it came on Sirius XM, because, you know, after like two hours, it's a loop. Yeah. So six-hour car ride, you're listening to the same songs every like two hours or so. So... The second time we came, we listened to that song. We we're like, "Oh, it's a drinking song. That is really cool. Like you're the bottles going up, yeah. down. It took us like that first full listen to truly catch on to that. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, it was a tournament, so we were driving around all over the place in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. That song played like six times over the weekend, and every time we were like, "That's such a good line," because both of us have that sort of ear for like good writing and stuff. That's kind of where I get it. And it's pretty personal to me just because me and my mom bonded over that song for the whole weekend during my hockey tournament. We were just like begging for Sirius XM to play that song. So yeah, Up Down is my number two, hands down. Once you hear, uh, uh, no, once you see Florida Georgia Line attached to, you know, uh, once you see a band like that attached to to a name. It's meant to be. Once you see a name attached one. to it, it yeah, that, that guy's got it made. Oh, and for sure. actually, the first time I heard the song, I don't know if I'm not a big fan of music videos and stuff. I just really don't like them. Yeah. But I remember Florida Georgia Lines, Smooth, that song from their 2016 album. Yeah. Smooth. They had a music video for that in like maybe late July, maybe August something. And at the beginning, uh, the music video isn't good. Like, no, I don't like it's, it. It's all over the place. But I don't know if you remember. I, uh, the uh, Florida Georgia Line, they're they're on the side of the road, and this guy, I don't know who the guy is. The guy comes up, and when he comes up, you can hear the song being played on on the radio yeah. for like five, six, ten seconds, and then he turns it off. And I remember hearing this that little bit, and I'm like, holy crap, what is that song? What is that song? Yeah. And finally, I kept on finding it in the comments. Oh, it's a song they're going to be doing with a guy named Morgan Wallen. It's going to be coming out soon. Yeah, and I it was, was like, pretty cool. All right. I was like, let's go. Yeah. Let's get this song out. So, and it finally came out, I think, in like October of 2017. Yeah. And so, I love I love those Easter eggs that some of the like yeah. friends in Nashville do because in that music video, they included the songwriters on the boat that they're driving. Oh, yeah. And huh. even in the beginning, Again, Morgan Wallen and Hardy are like best buds too. They're both fishing oh, yeah. off the dock, and then you know that that's definitely not how it happened. But they're like, dude, this is such a good line. I've been playing it for a couple seeing, times. I remember seeing Hardy, and at the time, the first time I saw that music video, I was like, Short who the hair. hell is this guy? Short I was like, hair glasses. I was like, he looks weird. Yeah. And then now, as like it me evolved, right now, <laughs> yeah, as it evolved, I kept on going back to that music video, going. Is that Hardy? Like, yeah. there's no way, right? And it is. So. Yeah. yeah, he was he was on the dock, and then he was on the boat. And then they've also got their old camp whiskey for, John, oh, for Georgia yeah. Lions whiskey. So, yeah, Ben, 
Number two, sort of the decider, whether it's a tie or it goes to me, what song do you choose? I remember, guys, this comes from a straight radio listener, so I mean, if you feel offended, I'm sorry, but Up Down it has got it going on for Boom. me. Boom. I get one. Bang. So wait, I've lost twice, right? Yeah, yeah two I lost weeks last in a week row. And, yeah. yeah, I had to give that NBA call. after uh, the Lakers won the championship. This might be why no and I are roommates. (laughs) Maybe. So uh, we're not going to forget this week. We've got honorable mentions. Let's go. So, Alex, what are your honorable mentions for Uh, Morgan Wallen? No no, uh, order here. Just six to ten some way. Uh, I have Happy Hour. This one is six, though. I was really debating Happy Hour or Had Me By Halftime, and yeah. I went with Halftime. Catchy song. Yeah. Uh, and then another, I mean, I got I got three album, I uh, know, four album cuts here. Next, Redneck Love Song. I mean, it's kind of, you know, I think it's someone. It's cheesy, but it's good. Uh-huh, it's cheesy, and I think someone would laugh at it if they heard it, yeah. never hearing Morgan Wallen. But, yeah, it's good. Uh, Talkin' Tennessee, which is another uh, really, really nice slow song from him. That's the album closer. Mm-hmm. Then American Nights, which is on oh, yeah. the EP, uh, didn't make the album. But yeah. that song's yeah, really, really good. And uh, there's a lot of country songs na- named American Nights. Yeah. I mean, uh, Chase Rice put out one earlier this year on one of on his first that EP. That one was pretty good, too. I, yeah, I think there's a lot for some reason. Uh, and then I have Cover Me Up, which I was debating kind of putting in here because it's like... It's a cover. It's not his song. Yeah. But he did it so That's well. That's how I handled it, too. Yeah, I didn't he, include it. He did it so well, and it blew up. Yeah. And everyone, everyone, when it comes to Morgan Wallen, I see on TikTok when they're, like, grading songs, that one's always, like, up in the top three. And I'm always, a like... weird, yeah. I'm always, like, it's a good song, uh, and he makes it his own, kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not... It's not his song. He didn't write it and stuff. So that's why it always kind of hits the impact for me. Yeah, he didn't put it out first sort of thing. Um, But I was, I was, I did the same thing. I didn't even include it, but it it is one of the top Morgan Wallen songs. Did you include the, the, uh, did you include Heartless? I did. You did? See, that's another one because that's technically not Morgan Wallen's song. It's Diplo's song. Yeah. But yeah. So, I mean, I was like hemming and hawing. I did think Heartless was better than Cover Me Up. Mm. Would you include? I want. I want to put out this hypothetical, Ben. When you think of Darius Rucker, what's the first so- song you think of? Does he Wagon know Wheel. That okay. is a cover. That's a cover. Yeah, uh-huh. it's a cover. I knew he was going to say Wagon mm-hmm. Wheel, just because it is Darius Rucker's most popular. Did you song. all have to line dance in gym class? No. Hell yeah. You did. I didn't Hell have to. yeah. Had to okay, line that's dance that small to, town to high school wheel. stuff. Yes, sir. Small really? town. Wagon no, wheel? I was in a graduating class of 350, and we okay, did. Okay, I had that. 500, and we didn't do line dancing at 500? all. 500. Holy. Don't you dare forget about the Cotton Eye Joe, though. We didn't do that one. You didn't do the Cotton Eye Joe. You did, did Wagon Wheel. Wagon and you didn't wheel. do Cotton Eye Joe. It was Wagon Wheel then. And then multiple others, I just forget the others. Cause maybe because mm-hmm. I didn't like it. I mean, I didn't like having to line dance for That's gym class. Funny. I don't know, man. They paired me up with some girls that had problems, and I was like, all right, let's get this A. <laughs> yeah, they made you do it individually then, and I was like, come on. Like, I'm dancing. This is funny. I never had to do dancing no. in PE. No, I, they- had, I had our 
freshman baseball coach in junior high. I took I took PE every year in junior high and yeah. in high school. I had my freshman baseball coach in junior high, and then in high school we had the varsity soccer coach. Both of them were just like, let's play dodgeball once a week every week, and I was like, yeah. I remember hearing the older guy, the older like kids in the in the grades, they were like, just wait till you get to wagon wheel. That's the best one, and I was like. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I like wagon wheel. <laughs> yeah. So my honorable mentions again, I rank them. I I I have to put it in in order. My number ten, happy hour. Um, great play on words with the happy hour. Uh, I'm here at happy hour because I'm happy. Our hours is done. Yeah, Basically, good. it's really good. Number nine had you had me by halftime. Again, cornhole, not bags. Seven summers I put at eight. Um, it's too early for me. That's why I didn't put it There was a lot of hype in the song, and it didn't really live up to the hype, in my opinion. So I don't really rank it that high. Six, or no, five, this is seven, my bad. I'm reading up or down up, and I didn't put numbers. Seven is the newest version of Heartless, the country version by Morgan Wallen. I really like that one. It's better, yeah. And then number six, I put this bar because I think there's a couple of good lines in that song too. Yeah, I was never a fan of that song. I loved it. At first, because when it came out, I was actually really thinking that that was going to be the second single. Yeah. I mean, the first single in the second album. But then as it kept on going on, I kept on thinking, I don't think so. I feel like, again, I still feel like it was a song put out because it was put out on New Year's Eve of 2019. Yeah. A song to kind of reminisce and just thank the 2010s decade for making Morgan Wallen into a household well not a household but into a, a bigger name yeah. than when he started the decade morgan wallen's sort of personal to me as well um just all these songs kind of remind me of the concert because everybody always talks about their first concert and i'm thinking my first concert i'm gonna say is this morgan wallen concert because it's the first one i actually paid for for my own money mm. um <laughs> when i was younger i went to a big time rush concert so technically huh. that's my first concert Ooh, yeah. that's what yeah. i'm talking about that was, that was technically my first just, concert their songs every single song yeah. is just great yeah <laughs> i i i sort of am that closet big time rush guy any any song that gets put on I'll, I'll know it um and then the first country concert that i actually paid like a little bit for but a huge discount from point park because i covered it for a newspaper story was the chase rice concert here in pittsburgh but the first one I truly spent money for was the Morgan Wallen one. And I I pulled the trigger because it was Morgan Wallen, John Langston, who I also really, really loved. And then I didn't really know her that much, but Ashlyn Craft is climbing up oh, yeah. for me. So, um, yeah, I, I, I liked all three of them. And John Langston and Morgan Wallen at the time were, like, in my top five for me personally because John Langston was my favorite indie guy at the time. Mm. So that was like I, ha I had to go and i went with one of my best friends from back home so pretty good time heard all these songs live and basically my whole story about that too is this bar was released three days before that concert so i was the first one that listened to it live oh. <laughs> so that was pretty cool yeah this bar was number six getting to our number ones though this is alex number one chasing you Chasing that freedom, chasing 
Yeah, uh, this song uh, on the album, I kind of think I really glossed over it for some reason. And it actually wasn't until it became a single that I was really like, okay, now this song is like really, really good. Yeah. So I'm kind of mad that I can't like admit and say, oh, yeah, I remember this song. I was all over it from the beginning. Instantly thought it was amazing. Like, <laughs> I mean, I obviously at the time I still liked it. I didn't hate it. Yeah. But, yeah, and it just came out of nowhere last year as a single, hit number one. Caught on to you late. Yeah, uh, I mean his voice in the chorus is sure. really really great. And again, you said with the guitar town line, that's yeah. I never knew what he said at first, until even when you like typed in like the lyrics yeah. uh, for the song, it would have a question, question mark, mark by on the a to Z lyrics. Yeah, 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 it would be like we don't know what this is. And at the time, I kept on thinking, I don't. It's got to be a saying. city in the U.S. Right? I thought it was. A, yeah, I thought it was a city. <laughs> and then now, obviously, that you know it's Guitar Town, you can hear it yeah. so much better. But oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's my favorite song. Chasing You is definitely. Again, it's funny you point that out because to me, the one that stood out is my number one, and I completely forgot about this song because I was like, if there's a close number two on this album, it's this one. And I just overplayed this one, but I, I overplayed it, and it's still my number one. That's why it wasn't but, number one for me, too. A little overplayed again. Yeah, but Chasing You, man, that one was good. Really good. My number one, here it is. So Whiskey Glasses is hands down my number one. One of my favorite country songs ever. I feel confident in putting that staple on it. Whiskey Glasses was powerful because in 2016, I knew that was a good song off of his EP, but he ran with The Way I Talk, and I was like, man, that one's good. I don't want that really to be left behind. Then he included it on his debut album, and I was like, okay. So this song initially, like, was good and then i think he revamped it in some way he kind of like included the that type of sound the guitar riff kind of forgetting if the 2016 version was different yeah but uh so this song truly has like phenomenal writing by ben burgess and kevin Caddish. throughout the song they use the double entendre of the whiskey glasses to make a masterpiece of a breakup song there is a reason why this single was a number one for multiple weeks and currently has over 246 million streams on Spotify. And this one's also very personal for me because it got me through like my first heartbreak. So, you know, you always remember that song. It's also got 83 million views on YouTube for the music video. I think that's it's crazy. Pretty impressive. Plus, I always think of that music video too because that was like, you know, you think of those superhero transformations where they put on their costume. That's when he like announced that his look would be the cutoff flannel. And, and he already kind of had the mullet kind yeah, he already of had the, going. He already had the mullet cut, sort of, in the music video. And then he let uh, Hardy, like, finish the touches off of the mullet. And that, like, gave him his persona, his uh, new look, basically, in that music video. It was really cool for him to include that. And I always think of, I'm not really a superhero guy either, but that's kind of like when you first see that superhero costume type thing. Very cool to include that in the 
whiskey glasses video. Ben, chasing you, you already announced was better than whiskey glasses. So I got goes, one point on the board. He, he's on the board. Technically two, two because board. we technically yeah. tied really yeah. with more than my so own town. So I won that one again, 3-2, taking the title for the second week in a row. You know, maybe next week. Whatever it may be. <laughs> wait a we'll second. See. Wait a second. What did wait. I pick? What did I pick for number three? I think I picked chasing you. Yeah, that's what I said. That's why. So number so one. I had, be number yeah, one. You, but I'm telling you straight up, I thought we were doing this like chronological for me too. So, I mean. I mean, go ahead. I mean, what are your favorite Morgan Wallen songs? Because I mean, you for sure listen in the radio. You know many Morgan. I know Wallen many songs of too, them. So. But, like I said, the top two. I'm. I've surprisingly like I when I heard him I knew you guys had him on further so I was gonna pick whiskey glasses number one actually because huh. I was gonna do that because back whenever like freshman year of college and I really didn't know what I do want to do with my life I, we just kept playing it like say parties parties <laughs> right it really got my life turned around I loved it and okay. then I'm like all right so then it really helped me get my life straight and me not do that stuff anymore and the chasing you number two. I like that just because, you know, I was chasing one uh, kind of like high school relationship and I got it back now. Okay. So I'm like loving it, listening it. I got so, you. Um, number three, Up Down, yeah. Up Down. I love that song. I think those three would be the songs that everyone Everybody would Everybody knows. Yeah. yeah. Number four, like you guys said, More Than My Hometown. That's yeah. a great one. And then I have to, for number five, Not Good at Not. Not Good at Not. Okay. I mean. A lot of the same. Pretty much my number, yeah, my, my top five. Pretty much. I mean, but, and then Had Me by Halftime was a t- close 5 4 two. Yeah. But, I mean, the cut for more than my hometown. Actually, the Had Me by Halftime, I throw at number four, and I throw Had Me, my, the more than my hometown out completely. Okay. Ah. Alrighty. Mm-hmm. Good to hear. Um, I think Morgan Wallen's a, so, a fantastic artist that can just go with any anybody yeah a traditional put, country artist i want to put yeah. ben under the gun here real quick though you gave me chasing you at three and then wanted to give me whiskey glasses at number one too yeah so all I right so no i won four to one baby fuck. let's go i mean it's just chronological order right now <laughs> baby no technically you went five that one because we both funny. got a point for more than my hometown True. so you you got every single point <laughs> i don't know how that's even why would you do <laughs> I mean, I did it because that's just what I like hearing. Or we can take it the other way around and just say I he get chasing you because it's the second song. I don't hate yeah. shite. I don't. I just <laughs> he he likes more like I want to say deep wholesome songs like I am radio listener. I like the upbeat. I type am radio stuff. listener. Everything. I regular listener on the patio. So I mean, stop. I do like the deep cuts too. But I mean, some some of these guys like. Their we best, we did Zach stuff. Brown band earlier. Some of their best yeah. stuff is their hits. Yeah. So the yeah. way it, when you've been around for like Zach Brown's band yeah. so long, your best songs are gonna be your hits. But Morgan Wallen, sometimes it's wait. the way the dice roll. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's good too if the best songs are on the yeah. radio. So that wraps up episode seven. Make sure to follow us on all of our socials. Our YouTube channel is Tailored Cowboy. We'll get that up and running soon. Twitter is at Tailored Cowboy, and our Instagram handle is at Tailored underscore Cowboy. Make sure to leave a like, a review, and a rate. It allows us to grow our following even more as we want to to continue to expose country music fans to the newest country music uh, songs from the Next Generation's fans' point of view. Thank you for tuning in, and we are going to ride away with 
probably Alex's. Well, so Morgan Wallen was your number two favorite artist, right? No, that was you. Okay. Morgan Wallen wasn't in my top five. It wasn't in your top five? No. Shoot, I thought it was. It was number thought, two for you. Okay. Yeah. So Morgan Wallen was my number two, but we're riding away with It Ain't Always the Cowboy from Alex Scheidt's number one favorite country artist right now and probably his number one favorite song from him too. Here is Ain't Always the Cowboy. Thanks for ha- uh, tuning in. Adios, amigos.